Welcome to episode 10 of Shame Talks. That's right, we've done 10 episodes now, and this episode is our top 10 list. We're also sponsored this week by Founders Brewing. Actually, not at all. Uh, this is actually a beer that my friend Garrett gave me. It's called Masagave. It is a uh, lime goza, which is then aged in tequila barrels. It's absolutely delicious, and it's what I'm going to be drinking during the show tonight. Uh, as usual, I've got my regular co-host with me, which is Jason L. Mayer. Jason, you drinking on anything good tonight? Uh, my typical Sam Summer Ale, Samuel Adams Summer Ale, uh, with uh, frozen grapes dropped right on it. Frozen grapes. All right. So uh, about a week ago, I put up on the Facebook page for Shane Talks asking people to submit their top 10 favorite films of all time. Now, a lot of people thought I was asking them to literally number one through ten what their favorite films in order are. So 90% of the people who responded said, these are in no particular order. And we had other people who thought they'd be funny and just be like, I can't name only ten movies. So it is what it is. But the people who did respond, we had 28 of them who gave us their in no particular order lists. We're going to go through those. We're going to kind of try to break them down, see what uh, see what vibes we get from everybody's lists. And then I kind of compare them to see if anybody uh, has some of the same movies that are on Jason and I's lists. So we are going to start off with my buddy Jiv is up first. His 10 movies are Bad Boys, The Departed, Cruel Intentions, Boondock Saints, Blow, The Godfather, Shawshank Redemption, Iron Man, The Dark Knight, and Goodfellas. Anything stick out on that list for you, Jason? Um, Bad Boys for the most part. Sure. Um, oh, I'm I surprised mean, to see Blow on there. I love the movie Blow, but I it's not one that I ever would, would think that belongs on a top 10 list. Yeah, Blow is a tough... Uh, I mean, like, I remember watching it and somewhat enjoying it, mm-hmm. but it's nothing that I don't... I don't think I've ever revisited it since the first time I saw it. Um, it was good. I liked it. Nothing wrong with it. Entertaining while I watched it, but... Nothing that made me go, I want to come back for this. Sure. Uh, so, a pretty, pretty decent list. I like all of the movies on his list. There's nothing I look at and, and think's crazy. So, um, go ahead. Bad Boys, uh, while I love the action genre. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, and it's my favorite Michael Bay movie of all time. Followed very closely by The Rock, which is another fantastic action movie. Followed very uh, closely by Armageddon. For, <laughs> Move on. For some, go. yeah, for some. Uh, I like <laughs> Armageddon a lot. I love it. I, I can watch it anytime it's on TV. Um, but I feel like in in they're very similar. His style definitely uh, is the same between those three movies. Sure. But uh, I, I just, I, I think it's the whole like, um, like the buddy cop kind of thing, or the you know, like. It's better. I, I like the dynamics better when he's doing the buddies compared sure. to like the father son daughter weird triangle thing going on there. So cool. Uh, we're gonna jump over next to my buddy Steve. Uh, Steve's order or in no order as he states: The Godfather Part One, then The Godfather Part Two. Shawshank is also on his list. Inception is on his list. The Dark Knight and Iron Man are both on both of those lists. Then we've got the Bond film Goldfinger. Uh, Goodfellas is back for two for two already. Uh, Troy and the Avengers. 
so on this list, I'm excited to see Inception because Inception is on my list also. Um, anything on this list uh, match up with you? Troy, uh, Troy is the the weird one for me on this one. Actually, um, I really like it. Um, I own it. <laughs> I don't think I've watched it since I saw it in the theater. Sure. Um, really good movie. Really good battle sequences. Um, but yeah, overall, like that one's cool. Um, uh, I, you know, the Dark Knight. I, I don't think a, there was anything on that list that matches with my list. But like the Dark Knight is definitely pray, definitely praiseworthy for that. Uh, so. I would believe the Avengers is on your list, good sir. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you said that about. I forgot Steve's list. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. I don't. Uh, uh, next, don't easily next. have those accessible to me. <laughs> Right now, so cool. Next up, we got uh, my friend Katie Ward. Uh, her list goes V for Vendetta, The Sandlot, Goonies, Dinner for Schmucks, A League of Their Own, Steel Magnolias, Apollo 13, Terminator 2, There Will Be Blood, and Train to Busan. Uh, never heard of Train to Busan. Okay, it's a horror uh, film. Um, it's pretty bizarre. Gotcha. Um, this girl really likes uh, her baseball movies, so uh, yeah. baseball can't complain and, there. Yeah, awesome, awesome choices. It's really Sandlot over the board. Uh, Sandlot, I uh, watched just this last Friday outside for our movie night. Nice. So, uh, like, um, fantastic film. I uh, love that one. League of Their Own is easily one of my probably like top. Ooh, it's in my top five. For comedies. I don't sure. know if it's in the top three or not. Um, but yeah, like that movie is uh, Tom Hanks in that movie is like comedy gold, man. Like from sure. beginning to end of that, no matter if he was drunk or if he was sober, <laughs> like, he is perfect in that role. And uh, um, yeah. She did a good job of spacing stuff out. You got Goonies and Sandlot for a kid's genre you got v for vendetta yep. terminator 2 for an action genre you got league of their own and steel magnolias for like a female genre like the one that's on here that i just don't get and like really don't understand is dinner for schmucks because that is literally <laughs> that is literally a movie i watched and absolutely hated um Dude, there's some really funny moments in that i've only seen it since i only saw it the one time in the theater do you mean like, the really Paul funny moments that were also in the trailer well, yeah, they were in the trailer a little bit, but there was some <laughs> there's some really good stuff in there, man. Like Paul Rudd and um, Steve Carell together in that one was really quite funny. Man, I just is did it, not. Is it mice or squirrels? Dead mice or dead squirrels? Squirrels, I, I think, if I remember right. But I, I only saw it once because I. Oh, dude! I, I mean, nowhere near any top ten list for me. But yeah. I mean, to each their own, right? Sure. Uh, next up, we got my friend Heather. Um, her no particular order are The Hunt for Red October, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Shawshank again is on the list, uh, Lion King, Best in Show, Hoosiers, White Knights, Fried Green Tomatoes, and The American President. Oh, uh, American President, fantastic movie. That yeah. was, was that Mammoth or... Oh, no. no. Sorkin. It's Sorkin. Sorkin. There you go. Um, uh, really enjoy The American President. Um, another one I wouldn't put in my top 10 ever, but it's a lot of fun to watch and oh, yeah. cool to watch when you watch it. It's a really good movie. So, 
Uh, I, um, I meant to, I forgot to look this up. I'm pretty sure White Knights is the spy film. The White Knights? White Knights. Like, I meant to look it up and I completely forgot to. I, I am not familiar with that, but I think it's a spy movie. I think it's, or no, I'm thinking of White Sands. Ooh, I think I'm thinking of White Sands. Anyway, I am not familiar with White Knights. Uh, I love The Hunt for Red October. I'm really happy to see that on her list. It's my favorite Jack Ryan movie. I just wish that Harrison Ford had done that one because I like Harrison Ford better than Alec Baldwin. Uh, we'll a hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, although Alec Baldwin was probably the proper age for Jack Ryan's character sure. when that's supposed to be happening. Um, and uh, that's one of the first movies I remember seeing. Uh, um. Uh, I was on spring break the year that it came out, and I saw that and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, um, my baby. Um, but the the Hunt for Red October is a fantastic movie. Sean Connery. We should have done a, like a Sean Connery list in your top ten. How many movies <laughs> are him that are yeah. getting mentioned here? So. Uh, so the plot for White Knights involves a Soviet ballet Soviet ballet dancer who is defecting from the Soviet Union. He's on a plane to Tokyo that has electrical problems and it crashes in Siberia. He's then recognized by a KGB officer. Um, yeah, not, not a movie I have ever seen. Uh, I've Greg, never... Gregory Hines and Mar Mikhail Baryshnikov. Wow. Isabella so Rosalini. Actual dancers in there. Yeah. Helen Mirren and Isabella Rosalini are also in it. Uh, okay. Something I am not familiar with, though. All right, moving to the next list. Uh, my friend Jill, uh, her no particular order, but she will never turn these movies off if they are on TV. Goodfellas again, so that's going strong uh, in the in the votes category. Uh, Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, Shaun of the Dead, Back to the Future finally gets a vote. That is definitely on my top ten list. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which is my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. Clueless. House Guest, Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Burbs, and she combined Kill Bill 1 and 2, and I let that slide because they're supposed to be one movie. Gotcha. I, I, the Burbs, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> House Guest. House Guest is hilarious. Dude, that's, that's definitely one of those movies. Like that, That's a feel-good, silly, silly movie, man. It definitely like, is. Ron Glass is in it, yep. and like um, Phil Hartman, Sinbad, and it's just so silly. And, and Sinbad did all of those like really like mid nineties fun movies, like uh, First Kid or whatever. Oh, where is the security, the security guard? Yeah, like he did a lot of those movies around that time that were just fun, like not great but fun. It, it's literally like The Rock's career twenty years earlier. Yes, for sure. At least the start of The Rock's career. I won't say so much now, but sure. when he was doing Tooth Fairy and Game uh -huh. Land, it was totally on that same trajectory. He just needed better representation, apparently, so he could have he could have been the number one box For office. Sure. Uh, Garrett, who provided me with the Masagave tonight, which is absolutely wow. delicious, uh, his list starts with Ghostbusters, the 1984 version. Okay. Uh, he has some not nice things to say about the 2016 version. Um, next up is Boondock Saints, Labyrinth, Willow, 
The First Lethal Weapon, Lord of the Rings, the original Red Dawn, the original Halloween, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I assume he means the first one since it's the only one that's any good, and then Bad Boys got thrown on here also. Dude, like it, it, I like Garrett a lot. Did he just <laughs> literally pick every single movie that he liked when he was seven years old? And it was like, I'm not changing my top ten. Like and I don't blame him for that. It's a great list. A lot of there's And he like peppers in like three or four people. Yep. <laughs> three or four other movies. Um <laughs> just listening to that list is nostalgia for my seven to ten year old self watching HBO yep. and uh network rerunnings of movies so you got great uh, fantasy movies on there great action movies on there um, dude, it, it, when he says I, lord of the rings i'm gonna pretend that he means fellowship of the ring because much probably. like pirates of the caribbean that's really the only one i like i don't understand you but it's okay i uh, just man i i love i love them when they're the fellowship the the next two movies when everybody breaks up and goes their own way like i'm over it like out of four that Shane does not like. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on. Uh, Chris Meek, a good friend of both of ours. His list has Casablanca, went very classic with his On with my his list. Uh, Pulp Fiction, The Blues Brothers, uh, Chasing Amy is on Chris's list. It's also in my top ten list. Goodfellas makes another list. The Princess Bride, Scream, which is a funny side note. Scream is the only movie that is on both you and I's top 10 lists. Dude, it's the no only movie we share. Uh, Jailhouse Rock, Tommy Boy, and Singing in the Rain. <laughs> Lots of classics on, on his list. So Tommy Boy, yep. um, absolutely love that movie. Oh, yeah. So great. Um, interesting side note with the tragedy that happened with Chris Farley. I remember being, I was taking a nap. Uh... And then news, apparently, of him passing away hit every, you know, hit news outlets or whatever. Sure. And I was taking this nap, and all of a sudden, my phone rang, and I, uh, and it was a text message from Chris Meek. And it was oh. like, Chris Farley's dead. And at this point in time, Chris and I were, like, talking, but, like, you know, I, what, I, what year was that? Was that 2000? Uh that sounds about right. We were out of high school because I was pretty much in my big Chris Farley phase around then. So 99, 2000, somewhere in there. So we were out of high school. So like Chris, Chris and I stayed in touch a little bit, but he was definitely still, I think he was still in high school. And, uh, but so I was one of those moments where I was like, wow, like Chris Meek thought of me to hit me up with this. That was kind of interesting. So, um, Sad day for everybody when Chris Farley passed away. Oh, definitely wrong. December 18th of 1997. We were still in high school. Dang. December of 97. I don't even remember. You he must have called phone. me that. He must yeah. have called me while we were still in, in like, and like woke me up from this nap. And I picked up the phone and was, and he was like, Chris Farley's dead, man. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that sucks. Um, that really sucks. So I don't know if maybe because I looked like him when I was in high school, they <laughs> wanted to make sure that he reached out and got to me first. That so, could be uh, it. Uh, I but I, I really appreciate this is the first list that really does have a lot of classics like Casablanca, Singing in the Rain, Jailhouse Rock. Um, and then, I mean, even going to the Blues Brothers being a being an early, early 80s movie. Like, 
I think Absolutely. Chris has a really good, well-rounded list because then he's got action with Pulp Fiction and, and Goodfellas. He's got some romance with Princess Bride. He has the greatest horror film ever made in Scream. Like, and then he's got the greatest love story ever with Chasing, with Chasing Amy. Ah. <laughs> he's got Chasing Amy on here. Like, I, I, I love Chris's list. I think it's a really good one. Oh, that's a, that's a solid list. I, I like the, um, if you know anything about Chris, his, he's definitely kind of an old soul. And so he's, he was really, he's really into Elvis uh, or was when we were in high school anyway. And, uh, but he loved Elvis and he's really into some of the older style of things. And so it does not surprise me at all that there's some real classic movies that are sure. on his, compared to, uh, you know, the rest of us who yeah. are moving uh, uh, moving on to my friend Brandy. Uh, her list goes Dead Poets Society, The Changeling with George C. Scott, which I've never seen. Uh, no. Sweet November. I, I assume that's the Keanu Reeves movie that yep. is odd to be on a top 10 list. Lady Bird I have not seen. 20th Century Women I have not seen. Uh, I have seen The Goonies. She just says Harry Potter, so I'm wondering if she's trying to squeeze all eight of them into one vote. I'm not sure. Uh, Contact, the Jodie Foster film. That's interesting. Titanic. The Craft, which is a movie I love. And then she says her favorite shock value movie to show other people is Gumo, which I've only seen once in my life because, and the only reason I saw it was because I was a huge kids fan uh, back in the Castleton Arts days. And it was the guy who directed Kids. It was his very first film. Gotcha. And it's bizarre. I I don't Kids really. The documentary. The pseudo document. The one that launched Rosario Dawson's career. Like, it's not okay. really a documentary, but a lot of it, it had a general. It had a general plot, but no real script, and the kids all improvised their stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yep, yep. but it was supposed to be like real life New York City at that time. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that that yeah. But anyway, uh, this is probably the list that I least associate with because there's just there's not a lot of stuff on it. I mean, I love the craft. I love Dead Poets. Well, yeah, Society. But, I mean, like, I love if, Goonies. If all if everybody else is AMC, this is Castleton Arts. <laughs> there you go. It's like, definitely a, it's definitely a lot of artsy kind of stuff. Or Keystone Art, if you want to go Keystone that route. Arts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's definitely the the art house compared to everybody else who's going kind of mainstream. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with that, obviously, but no, uh, to each their own. And that's the whole, that's literally the whole point of doing this is I just wanted to, a, a, a lot of these questions that I pose and ask people are, are for a psychological, like I'm trying to get to know my friends better and trying to see what they enjoy when they watch movies. So finding absolutely. out, finding out these movies and movies that I'm not very familiar with, Makes me kind of think to get to know Brandy better. I should probably start looking into some of these movies that she likes because I I'm not very familiar with them. Or if we're ever open again, you can invite her to go see some movies at Keystone. There you <laughs> go. Uh, moving on to Mike Obarski's list. Uh, Goodfellas is there again. That seems to be a, a pretty common movie. We're on these lists. Uh, the '87 RoboCop, the '89 Ooh. Batman, Pulp Fiction, No Country for Old Men. Big Lebowski, once again, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which I find funny because both him and his wife have now voted for the same Indiana Jones movie. Uh, Midnight Run, Fight Club, 
which is phenomenal. And I'm actually kind of upset it's not in my top 10. Um, <laughs> it was in my top 15. It got whittled out. But uh, yeah, like Fight, Fight Club is phenomenal. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope. And then he put Mono's Hands of Fate on his list. I have a feeling that he put that on there just to try to be funny. Because I literally, it, it's supposed to be the worst film ever made. It's referenced in How I Met Your Mother um, okay. as the worst film ever made. Um, I have not seen the entire thing. I have watched clips of it on YouTube, and it does not look to be anything I would ever want to actually watch. Star Wars of New Hope is on my list as it, well. It is, yep. Um, so, yeah, they, um, he's definitely, uh, he, he's got the, he's got the, Mid '80s Garrett thing going. Yes, he does. Like, Robocop like, and Batman, is, dude. And I saw Robo, dude. Robocop's so good, such a good movie, and it's commentary considering, especially what's going on in the country right now. Oh it's yeah, literally like uh, almost verbatim with what's going on. It's kind of weird and scary how, like, you know, the Simpsons can predict the future. Sure. And apparently, Robocop can too. So, <laughs> uh, all right, we are going to move on to Jason Richardson, a good friend of both of ours. Um, his list, no surprise, tops with Halloween, The Shawshank Redemption, All the President's Men, Rear Window, Aliens, Porkies, Field of Dreams, You've Got Mail, A Beautiful Mind, and Die Hard. So, Field of Dreams is in my top ten list. He's got two of mine. He's got Aliens and Die Hard on his. So, yep. like, uh, my, uh... Now he didn't specify the director's cut, but we'll we'll let you guys just kind of coexist side by side. That that works. That works. <laughs> uh, I've never seen all the presidents, men. So. Uh, it's fine. It's Robert Redford being Robert Redford in the seventies, working for a newspaper. So uh, it's it's not a bad movie, but I just I think because I wasn't a product of living through it, I can't appreciate it as much. Absolutely. So interesting that it's only what, like, it's not even a 10 year difference between us and Jaybird. And sure. like, and it's the fact that, like, then you think about us and people that we know that are 10 years younger than us. And we're like, oh man, you don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh, product like, again. Like, the, the fact that there's, there's now kids in college who weren't even born when September 11th happened is, yeah. is just baffling. Like, I, I was already drinking in bars when September 11th happened. And like, there's now kids who are born after that. It's just. That's how the world works. All right. Our friend Albert. Uh, Albert Avalos from California has a no order uh, associated with his list. The Born Identity. John Wick 2. Hot Fuzz. Men in Tights. He tried to just say Star Wars, but then he gave me a new hope. Uh, Jurassic Park, which is on my list. Uh, Super Troopers, Kill Bill, The Avengers, and Clue. Avengers and uh, Star Wars on my list, but yep. you can definitely tell Albert likes to laugh. Yeah, yep. Uh, enjoy himself. So uh, Clue, another classic film. Oh, yeah. I don't Super know if I could hit top 10, but it's definitely awesome. Uh, just watched that again. Just watched it with the family recently. Nice. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it was, that's a really solid list from him too. Uh, yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's a, especially for anybody who enjoys comedy and action. There's a lot of both of those on his list. 
I don't agree with John Wick 2 and what was the first one? Uh, Born, Born Identity. Identity. Yeah. Like, Born Identity. I remember Born Identity being like really cool when it came out. Yeah. But it feels like it definitely maybe it's because other other movies followed their lead sure. and did it better that I discount it. My, my, my only question would be I would take Born Identity and John Wick 2 and just sum them up with John Wick. Like, I think the first one is far superior to the second one. I totally like, agree. You can just chuck both of those movies, put the first John Wick in there, and find something else for your tenth movie. Yeah, that first that first John Wick out does both way, of the Way out does both the sequels. All right, Ryan Foster is up next. Uh, you and I both go back 20-plus years with Ryan. Uh, he has Saving Private Ryan, The Shawshank Redemption, Big Trouble in Little China, Good choice. Seven Samurai, Princess Mononoke, Labyrinth, The Big Lebowski, The Matrix, Aliens, and he went with Empire Strikes Back for his Star Wars choice. Well, I mean, and you can't fault a guy for going with the best made Star Wars movie. Agree. Even though it might not be the best one for me personally, but uh, yeah, like um, Aliens is on my list. Yep. Uh, and then. Um, but yeah, like Ryan's uh, choices, pretty cool, pretty yeah. solid. Um, Very diverse. Yeah. Uh, Princess Mononoke is probably, it's definitely my favorite anime movie of all time. Yes, uh, anim- anime, I will give you that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, style-wise and a cohesive story that, uh, that I really enjoy. Um, it's definitely by far compared to everything else I've watched anime, which isn't a whole lot. I've seen like four or five, yeah. but all of them were just kind of law to me, except for Princess Mononoke. Uh, shout out to Castle Tenards, where I saw that for the first time. <laughs> and I have the movie poster for that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so pr- a- pretty solid list overall. Next up is my buddy David Sibley from my Carasota's days. Um, Dave's list is also another Castle Tenards, Keystone Arts list. So let's go through Seven Samurai. It's a Wonderful Life, Marty, a movie called The Browning Version, which I am not familiar with. No clue. To Kill a Mockingbird. The Iron Giant makes me so happy to see on his list. It was on my top 15 and got cut out, but I lo- it's my favorite animated film of all time. I'm so glad to see it's on Dave's list. In the Mood for Love is another movie I've never heard of. Uh, Before Sunset, Halloween, and Robocop. Uh, Halloween and Robocops. I mean, we've heard those a lot tonight so yep. far. Well, not a lot, but at least twice, if yep. not more. Um, both of those solid classic stand like movies that, you know, stand the test of time. Oh yeah. Um, Seven Samurai, that's the, uh, Kurosawa one, right? Yep. Okay. Been All remade right. 20 different times as a bunch of different, ways. like, yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, I would definitely say that this could be this could be like a Castleton Arts like retrospective sure. list. Very definitely. easy. Uh, next up is uh, my friend Steve Brown's wife Amanda. I'm just gonna throw some shade towards Steve because Steve did not put up his top ten list, and I was very disappointed in him. Uh, but his <laughs> wife did, so we're gonna go through her her list. Uh, it starts with Grease, Beetlejuice, Bad Boys. There's Bad Boys again. Christmas yeah. Vacation, which I, I love the fact that that's on somebody's list. 
uh, Overboard, Goodfellas, American Gangster, Dirty Dancing, Forrest Gump, and The Wizard of Oz. So she definitely got some musicals in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grease, Wizard of Oz, and what was the other one? Uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, essentially, is a musical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, all, um, <laughs> just looking at those three movies, fantastic. Like all of those are good films. Like, oh, yeah. um, I'm surprised this is the first time I've seen Forrest Gump on anybody's list. Like, I remember Forrest Gump being hugely popular when I was younger. And it was, but I think it was, I mean, like, that's one of those movies that has such a soundtrack that is so timeless. Okay. Um, and that you could, um, just just the soundtrack alone is worth that movie. Uh, but, you know, overall, it I don't think it holds up over as well as okay. things could have. Um, it's a solid movie. I'll watch it if it's on. But, sure. like, uh, you know, a lot of it is that whole uh, how he fits into, like, real history. Okay. And, like, and I don't know if that holds up well. Okay, I can personally. buy that. All right, moving on to John Petty's list. Not the John Petty we know from the theater business. Uh, <laughs> my buddy John Petty I knew at Ball State. Um, his list uh, has The Princess Bride, Pool Hall Junkies, High Fidelity, Love Actually, Inglorious Bastards, Clerks, Back to the Future, Goodwill Hunting, Rounders, and Hot Fuzz. He's got a hard on for Matt Damon. But besides Which I have that, nothing against because Goodwill Hunting and Rounders at one point were on my list. Also, uh, this is uh, a list. This is a list that, like ten years ago, could have been almost my list. That was your list ten years ago. Yeah, just it, never updated it. Yeah. Uh, Pool Hall Junkies is one of those movies that it, it fell out of my top ten, but it's it's still literally one of my favorite films of all time. I, I'm, I, I'm honestly, I don't know how it did. It didn't end up on my top 10 list because it doesn't hold the same nostalgic place that my top 10 list does. But it's still like Pool Hall Junkies is one of the best films I've ever seen. Well, yeah, but you also got to look at it from a different perspective, too, right? Like, so your top 10 list right now is different than your top 10 list from even a year ago. Sure. And it it is this ever revolving list and it's this ever changing list, depending on your mood, who you're hanging out with what you're into at the moment, um, those kind of things. Uh, When you asked me to make my list, I was trying to go, I went for some that were like specific genre wise, but then I also was trying to, you know, think of other things that I absolutely love and had to have on that list. For sure. And like, that's why Iron Giant was originally in my top 10, because I was like, I have to have an animated movie on there. But then when I looked at 11 through 15, I was like, there are movies down here that I actually like more than the Iron Giant overall. So that Absolutely. was rough. Uh, clerks. Um, uh, in in the comments, we John and I started going down a rabbit hole because he couldn't believe that Clerks wasn't in my top ten list, and I had to explain to him that like as much as I love Clerks, it's not my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Oh, so it couldn't be in my top ten over Chasing Amy. Yeah. So. And then obviously Back to the Future has been in my top 10 list since I was nine years old, and it will never not be on my top 10 list. Uh, Chris Ward, his list goes Saving Private Ryan, The Blues Brothers, Casablanca, The 89 Batman, 
Wrath of Khan, The Dark Knight, Willy Wonka, Your Favorite Goodfellas is on another list, The Godfather Part 2, and Lord of the Rings Return of the King. My first uh, thing I gotta say is, obviously a big fan of, of comic book movies with Batman 89, Star Trek, Dark Knight, and uh, Return of the King all being on here. I don't know how Star Trek or Return of the King gets them on a comic, comic book, sci-fi. Like that's kind of what I was going for, like uh, lumping them together, like fantasy, if you will. All right, um, I I don't understand people's fascination with Goodfellas. I don't <laughs> understand people's fascination with uh, the Godfather series. Uh, but uh, you know, to each their own, and that's a that's a really cool list. It, definitely a watchable list yeah. for sure so uh my buddy brian uh ex-bartender friend of mine uh he went with empire strikes back the jerk weird science thor ragnarok true romance tombstone a completely out of left field kevin smith pick with dogma pulp fiction galaxy quest and Die Hard. Die Hard and Tombstone are on my list, uh, but uh, Dogma, you know, uh, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with everybody's list, right? Like, yeah. it, how did it resonate with you when you watched it for the first time? Where were you when that happened? Well, and there's definitely were some quirky comedies on here along with Dogma, The Jerk, Weird Science, and Ragnarok. Like, Oh, dude. But like, like Ragnarok's not even my favorite Thor movie, so no, I don't really. understand that being on anybody's top ten list personally. Uh, uh, but yeah, like, um, but yeah, weird science, so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and Galaxy Quest, like, this is the first list I think that I've said Galaxy Quest, and that movie is amazing on on multiple levels of absolute of enjoyment of of well made, well parodying Star Trek, like. It, it it's it's so good. I absolutely love Galaxy Quest and, and love the fact that it's on somebody's top ten list. Good All choice. right, moving on to our friend Snow, who also had to say in no real order, don't judge. Started with The Matrix, Pulp Fiction, The Last Samurai, like Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai, like hey. yeah, The Avengers, Hudson Hawk, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Another vote for Dogma, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight, and The Incredibles. So uh, you got to give it to him for The Incredibles. Yeah. One of the best animated movies of all time. Um, and then I will, you know, Snow is a Batman comic book fan. For sure. So he, uh, you know, he definitely. Doubled up on The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Yeah. Um, I love seeing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on there. I don't know if it's I, my favorite Shane Black film, but... Oh, it's definitely not. Dude, like, Lethal Weapon is so far superior to that movie. Oh, and I'm a big Last Boy Scout fan, too. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. At least, like, those movies, both yeah. of those are way but, better than... But, I mean, Kiss Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. are are really good in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, I need to watch fun. that movie again. So. You should. It's, it's a lot of fun. All right, so, let's move on to our friend Jay. Uh, his his list is pretty dope. Starts with the Crow, and then the Last Starfighter. Both fantastic. Uh, 
Disney's Robin Hood, and then Lilo oh. and Stitch. Yep. Spy Game. Big Trouble in Little China. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. The Commitments. Man on Fire. And Black Hawk Down. Uh, I will say that um, Things to do in Denver when you're dead. I was young when they came out. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Didn't care for it when I saw it. Uh, but his uh, his last two were what? Uh, Man on Fire and Black Hawk Down. Dude, Man on Fire is one of the best acting movies for Denzel Washington, in my opinion. Um, it, 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 he's fantastic in that movie, and it's such a great, um, a great nod to like fatherly love, sure, for the most part. To, um, and Jay and I, Jay and I pointed that out, like, or Jay pointed that out when we were talking about that movie. Yep. Um, uh, Ah, what was the last one? Uh, Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Holy snikes. Like, <laughs> as far as, like, as far as a war film goes, I don't know if you can get any more realistic than what they did with that film. Sure. It was very and, well and, and And Ridley Scott put you in the middle of that action. Like, and it's so exhausting while you're watching it. Sure. Like, it, it, yeah, easily can see why it's in somebody's top 10 list. I'm, I'm sure this will not surprise you or anyone who knows me really well. But the fact that Spy Game is told nonlinear makes it very enjoyable for me. I really like Spy Game a lot from I, I feel like it is one of the only Hollywood films to ever do like spy stuff, like legit and the right way and like very covert, very undercover what a Mission Impossible movie should be, in all honesty. Um, so I really, I'm happy to see Spy Game on there. I wasn't expecting that. And then Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, I only got into because when working at Clearwater, it was one of Devin Klaus's favorite movies, and he lent me his DVD to watch it. And I don't know if he just hyped it up, and I was impressionable enough to believe his hype, but I remember really enjoying the movie, and I, I remember buying the DVD and watching it a lot at that point in time. But literally sitting here right now, I couldn't even tell you what the movie was about other than Andy Garcia. <laughs> I remember the uh, the chick in it is... Um, uh, it's, it's the... it's the oh, She's from Three Musketeers. Sure. Uh, Julia Anwar or something, or Gabrielle Anwar. Gabrielle Lamar. Yeah, yeah cool. that's right. All right, moving on to the next list. Uh, my friend Brian Lerman, um, his list goes Ghostbusters, The Dark Knight, Casino, True Romance, The Hangover, The Matrix, Captain America Civil War, Cool Hand Luke, Top Gun, and a third vote for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Of all Indiana Jones votes, The Last Crusade is the only one that has shown up on anybody's list. I wonder if that's because all of you decided, like, oh, we're going to make this the Indiana Jones <laughs> movie. Or if it's just because of the fact that, like, you are all around the same age. So, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark had, had already <laughs> taken the spotlight and you were like, but this one's got Sean Connery in it. There you go. It also oh. had River Phoenix in it, man. Oh. Like, 
That Whatever. movie is the best of all three of them. I'm so glad to see it. There's four movies, Shane. There there's are three movies. Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> and then there's an Indiana Jones fan film that was very bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, oh, man. I'm happy to see um, Top Gun on there. I really love Top Gun. Uh, True Romance, uh, Tarantino's first script he ever sold. Like, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good list. I would watch any of those. But, yeah, I'd watch any of those movies. Yeah, they're the good good choices. Yep. Next up, Tim Pendleton's list uh, starts with E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark. He listed all three Star Wars movies, so I gave him credit for A New Hope. Uh, Witness for the Prosecution, Rear Window, The Blues Brothers, Better Off Dead, Blazing Saddles, Anti-Mame, which is a movie I'm not familiar with, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Close Encounters is so slow, man. Like, when we watched that re-release, like, it's a beautiful movie to watch. It's shot really well, but, like, man, like, and the music's phenomenal, but, man, can that movie get boring at certain points. Um, You can tell uh, Better Off Dead, like, (laughs) That's, you know, it's not the first time John Cusack's been pulled up tonight, but it's the first time that movie's been pulled up tonight. Uh, <laughs> dude, that movie is just so stupid and silly. Like, um, I yeah, that's definitely, you could see why somebody, especially, like, if it ever made an impression on him, why it could easily be in somebody's top ten. So. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Close Encounters, E.T., Raiders, and Star Wars are all John Williams. Yeah. So four out of his ten are all John Williams scored films. I wonder if John Williams is more important to him than the actual movies. Oh, that's um, a good point. Blues Brothers is a great choice. It is is also a very musically driven movie that's very good. I, I'm happy to see Rear Window on there. Um, possibly my favorite Hitchcock movie. No. I was going to say, you are a huge Hitchcock fan. Yeah, oh. I I still think Vertigo is probably probably my favorite. Uh, Rear Window's in my top three for, for Hitchcock. Psycho is just so good. Psycho like, is good, and it's oddly not even in my top three, because Saboteur is the other one. Saboteur, Vertigo, and Rear Window are my three that are kind of all just one, two, and three. It's pretty cool that they, was it, um, what was the third one you said? Uh, you? Saboteur. Vertigo. Is that the one where they threw him off the Empire State or the, uh, the Statue, of Statue of Liberty? Yep. Dude, dude, like just knowing the the behind the scenes aspect of that. Sure. How they, how shot, they it. shot that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that right there gets points, period, anyway. So for sure. All right. Moving on to my buddy Kyle's list. It goes True Lies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Army of Darkness, Super Troopers, Die Hard, Captain America, so I'm assuming the first Avenger, Pulp Fiction, Full Metal Jacket, Rambo First Blood, uh, and then I will say his honorable mentions are Big Lebowski and Beverly Hills Cop, but they don't count. Gotcha. Um, the uh, You see a lot of repeats on that one. Oh, yeah. Me. A For lot sure. of other people die hard. True um, Lies has been mentioned. Uh, Empire has been mentioned. Super Troopers is Die Hard. Pulp Fiction has been mentioned. But it's nice to see Full Metal Jacket, First Blood, Army of Darkness. Like yeah, some pretty, um, some pretty good movies that I hadn't seen anywhere else. 
True Lies is literally like what James Bond could have been with a little bit more fun and not so like it, it, like uh, when we talked about uh, James Bond with Brandon Yotter yep. in episode seven of Shane Talks, like like how they kept like they would go serious and then like decline and become a little bit funny and then keep going funny, funny and then go back to serious. Like uh, I feel like True Lies is one of those movies that hits it that the tone of that movie is almost perfect. Oh yeah, and they do and like. And I think it was you who pointed out how silly it is, how like happy accidents in movies, they end up saving the day yep. uh, when she drops the, uh, the Uzi yeah. down the staircase. And um, even though nobody's holding the trigger, somehow bullets keep coming out, oh, dude, but, only, makes... but only when it's not facing the stairs, like, oh no, no, she gets shot at. She has oh, to okay. duck. She has to run and oh, duck. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so it's not like it's, but yes, the, the possibility, the <laughs> improbability of it only hitting bad guys the entire time of firing and saving everybody is saving her and her husband's life. Like, uh, that's, it's pretty ridiculous, but you know, the suspension of disbelief. I remember being in the auditorium when that happened and so many people like, like, like laughing about it. Sure. While it was happening in complete disbelief of like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, I'm so glad that worked out for her kind of moment. <laughs> you didn't think about how ridiculous it was the first time you were watching it. But, for sure. I mean, come on. This dude almost wanted to ride a the guy rides a motorcycle across an entire like Washington, D.C. street. Like, yeah. it's not like through the air. That's, it's not going <laughs> to happen. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Albert's brother Sergio threw out his in no particular order list: Jurassic Park, The Wonderful. Matrix, Super Troopers, Avengers: Infinity War, Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm assuming he means the original, uh, Robin Hood: Men in Tights. What Ready, is with that movie? Ready Player One, Mulan, Scream is also on his list. Woo-hoo! And the usual suspects. Um, Mulan, first love for Mulan tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as in animated movies, it's probably it's not in my top ten. Uh, but like, it's just beautiful all the way around. Sure. Like, it, well, the animations very cool and artistic. Uh, the artistic style that they took with it, uh, I love. I mean, that's the first time that, you know, we get the really funny Eddie Murphy sure. doing yep. a sidekick character that probably led to him being cast as Donkey in the Shrek movies. Oh, uh, uh, Eddie, are you, you're still talking about Men in Tights? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Mulan. Oh, Mulan. I, I apologize. I Sorry, my bad. I thought you were talking about Men in Tights. Apologies. And then the music from Jerry Goldsmith in that movie is, like, top-notch, dude. Like, they it might be the best score for a cartoon film ever, but like that, that movie is super solid. Robin Humanitites, what is with the love for this movie? Sorry, that's that's why I still, still thought you were talking about that, and and that's where I was going to. I thought you were getting Dave Chappelle and him mixed up because Dave Chappelle is awesome, Carrie Elway is awesome, and everybody loves the fact that they make fun of Prince of Thieves in that movie. Now, granted. <laughs> The last, the last scene that has uh, that has uh, Jean Luc Picard in it instead of Sean Connery is very well done. Uh, I think I think a Chew is is a very, I mean I, I love Dave Chappelle so I love that character. Um, 
not sure I'd put it in a top 10 list. It's kind of a, it's an okay comedy, but it's a Mel Brooks comedy and it's okay when it's on. Maybe, um, maybe I need to watch that one again. Maybe I'd find it funnier now that I'm an adult. I just remember thinking it was like, it was, I don't know. There's certain Mel Brooks comedies where it's like comedy gold. I will watch it anytime it's on. Sure. And then it's like the rest of his list. Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of like those National Lampoon's movies of the 90s where like Loaded Weapon 1 is just spoofing all the action movies. Like, this movie literally is just trying to poke fun at all the different versions of Robin Hood. And uh, yeah, so... Now, the, yeah, the, I think that's on the decline for Mel Brooks for me. So the, the thing on this list that upsets me is is Ready Player One. And it's not that I really think the movie is bad, but it's because I have such a love, like a, a unparalleled love for the book that I was so disappointed in that movie. Like I don't understand why like, you can't disassociate the two. More than you Jurassic can. Park, man. Like I love Jurassic Park. And I let that movie be what it is, but I just can't do that with Ready Player One. Like, well, that's what did you watch? Did you watch Jurassic Park and then see the movie? No, I, or read the, read the I, book? Read, I read the book first. I did a book report on it in seventh grade, like months before the movie came out. Like, I was obsessed with the book Jurassic Park. And then I went and okay. saw the movie, and it was, I think it was because I was 13, and I was like, I'm just happy to see Jurassic Park on the screen. It's disappointing the compy scene isn't in there. It's disappointing the waterfall scene isn't in there. But it's still Jurassic Park. Woo! Uh, yeah. I now, think, now I that think I'm twelve-year-old, I think twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old Shane watching Ready Player One in the movie theater, even after reading that book, would have the exact same reaction that you did to Jurassic Park. It's possible. that movie. That movie is a fantastic movie. It's a lot of fun. I personally, I haven't read the book yet. I do own it. I haven't popped it. I haven't read it yet. You're never going to read it because I've built it up way too much that you're just like, I'm never going to read it. I'm actually excited to read about all the things that they didn't put in the movie. I'm excited to read about that. I'm excited to read about all the the spaceships that didn't make it in and all. Like, like you told me some of the ones that are in there that that actually get me excited to want to read the book. I just... Yeah, I don't find the time to read books because I don't make the time to read books yet. He carries around so. a lightsaber and his normal mode of transportation is flying Serenity. Like, oh my that's, god. That's awesome. It's so good. It's literally, it's literally what Shane would want in, in, in this alternate world that exactly. exists. But, uh, so I can't hate on him for saying Ready Player One, man. Like, that movie mm. is, that movie's cool. Like, I right. wanted more out of it and I'm kind of sick of the CGI orgies that keep sure. happening at the end of movies. For well, big and, okay, so the other thing is, is when oh. you get to the book and you start reading the book, like the actual steps and process to get the keys are absolutely nothing like they are in the movie. And they, there, it's not even that they were hard to have written. That, oh my god, Netflix should have made that a ten-hour series, and I would have been happy. And we're gonna move on because nobody cares. <laughs> my friend Brittany, uh, this is John Petty's wife, Brittany. Uh, her list goes My Best Friend's Wedding, The Little Mermaid, Moneyball, A League of Their Own is on another list, Fried Green Tomatoes is on another list, uh, Steel Magnolias, Love Actually, Goodwill Hunting, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Bunch so, of chick flicks. Yep. In baseball movies. Yeah. That's- I have nothing wrong with either one of them because I love us. So I love so many chick flicks. Oh, yeah. It- Kind of weird. I mean, Love Actually um, but, is on my top ten. 
Dude, love actually. Ten, 10 things I hate about you. I can't I can't say anybody's wrong if they put that on their top 10 list. Not at all. At all. I watch that movie once a week at, at least, if not more. <laughs> you shouldn't admit to things like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I pretty much I pretty much watch that and then I follow it up with Drive Me Crazy. And then depending on how late at night it is, I'll throw on Scream. Like I just have I, I just I have movies that I just put on because I can watch them in the background. Yeah. And those okay. are three of them. Uh, so that's, that is that is a great list. A lot of romantic comedies. I love the fact that Goodwill Hunting is on there because I, I think, dude, you know what's weird is like the the How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Uh-huh. Man, I so wish that uh, Kate Hudson would do more physical comedy roles. Okay. Because like her and Jessica Alba, like Employee of the Month is a or not uh, not Employee of the Month. What was it? Uh, Good Luck Chuck. That oh, was the yeah. one. Such a bad movie. No, no, not even a question of bad movies. Yeah. But like her, Jessica Alba's physical comedy in that is so hilarious. Her reaction, her overreaction to things, the way she trips over things. Mm. Very like um, old school Mary Tyler Moore sure. kind of, or like uh, Carol Burnett kind of thing. Um, and 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 Kate Hudson has her mom's comedic ability. Sure. Uh, and I just wish that we could see more of that. But I don't think that she was cast very often for that, and maybe, or maybe she was purposely trying to stay away from that. Could be uh, too often, kind of thing, to not get typecast. But I, I love. Uh, I think Kate Hudson is a is a beautiful lady, and I think she does slapstick comedy, kind of like Ben Affleck does. Like, <laughs> like how how when they're oh, just doing these funny faces and being way way over the top i think it works so so well in some of their films and i wish she would do more of that for sure all right the next list uh, my friend ryan smith who was on last week's episode talking 90s uh soundtracks with us he put the shawshank redemption also that's another one we've been seeing a lot he also put clue uh this is a great one that we haven't seen yet seven and serial mom uh i'm not sure what the house of yes is uh, then he goes with Doctor Strange and Avengers Endgame, uh, followed by Beetlejuice and Big Fish, and then The Shape of Water, which I unfortunately haven't seen, but I've heard a lot about it. So I'm weird because I think the Avengers Infinity War is better as a movie than Endgame. Okay. But I but like I like the I like the ending of Endgame a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um the, the whole final battle sequence is really, really awesome. But everything else is just kind of blah for me. Whereas I feel like they hit it. And like, I feel like Infinity War from beginning to end is all, like really top notch. Well, and see, uh, I still prefer oh. the first Avengers over either of those or Ultron by far. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, first I, Avengers as, as an Avengers film is just so perfect from start to finish. Well, yeah, I mean, but you also, it was doing what nobody had ever done at that point in time. Sure. Nobody had ever put that kind of star power all on one movie before. Uh, I feel bad for Marvel on a on a joking level of feeling bad for him. Because it's like, where do you go from Endgame? Like, yeah. there's so many people in that movie. Yep. 
Like, it, uh, I can't even imagine how, like, what are they giving shares wise? Like, you know, <laughs> off of the money is like, you get a third of a half a percent like, <laughs> for, it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, black comedy with serial mom, you have dark with seven, like, I feel like it's a pretty well-rounded list. You got emotional with big fish. Uh, I've heard shape of water is pretty emotional. You got drama with Shawshank, hilarious clue. Like, I feel like it's a pretty well-rounded list. Yeah. Cereal and Beetlejuice. Mom. Oh, weird. Which one? Oh, Serial Mom has so much fun. <laughs> in, a, in a bizarre way, it's so much fun. Yes. All right. Uh, our friend Annette, uh, her top 10 goes Cruel Intentions, which is no surprise. Great Expectations, which I'm assuming is the 97 version with Ethan Hawke. It wasn't uh, as good as I was expecting it. Great Expectations? <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. Uh, all right. It's a fine movie. Sweet Home Alabama, Gone in 60 Seconds, which is also not a surprise. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is on another list. Back to the Future is on another list. Uh, Anchorman, I'm surprised by that. Garden State, which only disappoints me because it's not Zach Braff's best movie. I would definitely put The Last Kiss over Garden State. And maybe it's just because I, I don't enjoy the friendship in Garden State at all. That's yeah, that's just me. Uh, Overboard, which we've seen on multiple lists, which I find interesting. Uh, and then The Blues Brothers, which is phenomenal. But like, I'm, and it's always been females that have Overboard on their list. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it's Goldie Hawn. She's awesome. Man. Yeah. It's just, she was fantastic back in the day. So, very silly. Uh, Cruel Intentions, if you know Annette, you, uh, that, like Shane said, there's no surprise there. Nope. Um, I don't know if that would ever make my 10 list. Really? It's I know really you like that movie. I like that movie, but. I like that movie a lot. I just don't know if it would ever make it that far up my list. It's, so. a, it's a good movie. I love Ryan Felipe in that movie. <laughs> that's because you were trying to be him at the time it came out that's pathetically true all right uh moving on to mark stratton's list it's when harry met sally uh wrath of khan reservoir dogs the hollywood the shuffle time. what's up reservoir dogs for the first time tonight, i right? think that is the first reservoir dogs yeah but the other two have been have been mentioned yep uh, first. uh schindler's list when harry met sally wrath of khan then reservoir dogs Hollywood Shuffle, Suspect, Alien, the first one, True Lies is on another list, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Ghost Story. Which what is I, Suspect? Suspect, uh, I want to say it was like 1986. It was like a, a drama, like a a thriller drama. Are you looking it up? Because I, I, 1987, I Share. Dennis Quaid, Liam Neeson, John Mahoney, Joe Montagna. Wow, he's got a quite a list of people. Um, IMDb says when a homeless man is accused of murdering a Justice Department file clerk, a public defender is tasked with mounting his legal defense. Okay. Like, I remember the box art for it uh, from Blockbuster Video. I don't remember if I ever actually watched the movie, though, to be honest. Oh, wow. So, interesting. But, yeah. So, a lot of of repeats on here. Nothing nothing too big of a surprise. I need to watch Ghost Story. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I've heard good things, and I like Casey Affleck. So, 
I I'm interested to see that movie. I don't know that one. A ghost Story is like literally uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck are the only two actors in the entire movie, and uh, Casey Affleck spends the entire movie with a ghost sheet over his body with the eye holes pop- cut out, and uh, they just kind of have interactions throughout the entire movie. Interesting. Uh, it's a uh, I don't want to. I've had some things spoiled for me. I don't want to spoil it for anyone else, but uh, it's supposed to be pretty interesting. So surprised to see it on a top ten list, but that's cool. And our last list that we've got: the late comer. Uh, I did not close the post fast enough, uh, and he got in like nine hours after I was supposed to lock the post. But it's my <laughs> buddy. It's my buddy Will. It's my fault. I. I, last night I did all the slides, I did everything for this, I tallied everything up, and then I woke up this morning and saw that he had finally put his list up, so I spent today redoing all my slides. Uh, but Will's list uh, has Inception on it, which makes me happy. Uh, the Dark Knight, so we got two Nolan films to start his list. The Departed. Big Daddy. That's awesome that's on somebody's list. That makes that me is. really happy. Uh, Boondock Saints we've already heard. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So I'm going to pretend that he actually meant to say uh, Fellowship of the Ring in place of those. Um, I think he got confused uh, with his lateness. Uh, But he put the second and third ones, which I don't like as much. Hot Tub Time Machine, which is awesome to see on somebody's list. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. And City Slickers. Catch Me If You Can might be De Niro, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's best work for me. Like he He's so good in that movie. He is very good. Um, I love the sequence when he's in the bathroom and he comes out and uh, Tom Hanks is in his room. Yeah. He yeah. pretends to be a FBI agent or what, or the police or whatever to get out of that situation. Like, dude, the, uh, um, lots of fun on that list, man. Yeah. So lots of action, lots of comedy. Uh, again, Big Daddy makes me happy. Hot Tub Time Machine is obviously Will's got a sense of humor. So this and City Slickers. I don't even know if we saw City Slickers on anyone else's list. No, and then that, that movie. I want to watch that again. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and it's one of those ones where you watch it and you go, "They could never make this movie now." These. Uh, <laughs> The, these jokes are way, way uh, cancel culture would be all over that movie right now, which yes. sucks, but uh, I still think it's a hilarious film. All right. Now let's go to your list and my list. We'll start with you. Jason's top 10. You have listed Star Wars, Serenity, The Greatest Showman, Casablanca, Serendipity, Scream, Die Hard, Tombstone, the Avengers, and the Aliens Director's Cut. That's a great list on there, man. Thank you. Thank what, you. What, what, uh, went into, what went into some of your some of your picks? Uh, well, if anybody ever asks me, period, what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, um, I don't get very inventive with it. It's Star Wars A New Hope. Okay. Um, I absolutely love that movie from beginning to end. I've probably watched it the most out of any movie over the course of time. Um, I like the origin. I like the origin aspect of it, uh, like I do with most trilogies or or sagas. I tend to like the first one the most, typically. Um, but uh, just I don't know. Like it's the naivete of of 
Luke's character and him trying to figure out where he fits in the universe and then him thrust into that situation. And uh, I just actually finished watching it again recently, uh, I think earlier this week. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of my, uh, it's definitely my all time top favorite film of all for sure. Nice. So, um, uh, besides that, looking at, um, look, I mean, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was just, what I was going to say, um, the only thing that I have and, and not issue with, it's obviously your list. You can do whatever you want with it. But for me, I couldn't put serenity in my top 10 simply for the fact, and I know that we've had discussions about this. I don't feel like Serenity plays without having Firefly behind it. Yeah, but you had Firefly before it. So For sure, it, but I'm saying talked to, you've talked to a lot of people who have only ever seen Serenity and still liked it. And and I understand that. I just, I feel like for me, it would be rough for me to say, here's 10 films that I think you have to go watch and one of them be something that without without having the 17 hours of Firefly behind it, it might not make sense to somebody. But, yeah, but you, don't, you don't need to always know the backstory of everything, man. Like, sometimes it's fine the way it plays out. I, I like the themes of Serenity a lot as far as, like, the fact that uh, they're trying to stand up to this over-superpower uh, with, uh, with the Alliance. I like the fact that um, the good guys win. Like, like it's it, it's not easy for them to pull it off, but they pull it off and it's done in a heart-wrenching way, in my opinion. For sure. Um, but, like, it's that whole, like, you know, he, here's these this evil alliance who's basically an ex... Or, like, the, like the movie's version of big government and just shoving things down your throat whether you want it to or not and the this little ragtag group just decides enough's enough and i'm screwing screwing them up even if it costs me my life and and i just I, yeah the the way it resonates with me uh i would imagine that a lot of people feel felt the same way when they were watching red dawn back in the day the original not the remake please um yeah. So yeah, I I don't think that Serenity is limited to just the people who watch Firefly. I think it, it absolutely makes it a uh, higher risks, and it has more uh, emotionality to it if you do watch Firefly. But I don't think it's necessary personally. So right my wife's never watched all of Firefly, but she's watched Serenity multiple times with me. Right on. So, uh, anything? Uh, isn't Casablanca one that you've only watched within the last few years? Casablanca, I didn't see until I was probably like 21, 22 oh, for the okay. first time. But like that movie, um, I can't remember. You have seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it was one movie... of those ones where you kept telling me that you hadn't seen it. And I was like, oh, like it's a classic, but I don't think it's, I never thought it was that amazing. I just thought it was, you know, a good old movie. So it was I, one that I was I was surprised that I remember once you told me you watched it that you oh I am I thinking of the Maltese Falcon is that the one that you just recently watched actually I've never seen it crap there was it, I must have just not realized how long ago this Casablanca conversation happened but I remember you finally telling me oh I finally watched Casablanca and I enjoyed it I thought it was a lot of fun 
I, I didn't realize that that had gone up to like a top 10 movie for you. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's because of how like timeless it felt the moment I popped it in, like totally. I popped it in, I'm watching it. And like, I like the dialogue's just beautiful. Like in, in, to think of where they, I mean, like the time frame that they filmed it, like not being, um, there's a lot of production value in it, and it's and then like even the special effects for the time frame were just over the top for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's one of those things is something as me and you being filmmakers in our past. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh crap, that's how they did that." And it worked for that time that they did it. It wouldn't work now if they did it for, for sure. a special effect. But yeah, like, dude, like, it's just, it's so pretty to look at. And it's one of the few black and white movies where I say that. Like, I'm sure there's others that I haven't even come across. Sure. But like, I've, I really felt like Casablanca just looks really pretty on screen. Very nice. Anything else you got to say about any of your top 10 movies? Dude, uh, serendipity. I know that that's not something that would be on almost anybody else's top 10 list. Uh, when I watched it, I had a thing for Kate Beckinsale. Um, Justifiably. Uh, yeah. I had, um, John Cusack is somebody who I enjoy so many of his movies. Um, he's, he's just very odd. And it works really well. Um, and I, and yeah, like that movie helps foster a love of New York City for me. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And, and to have gone to the restaurant Serendipity the multiple times that I have been there. One of those uh, times being with me. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I was, I was, I was kind of, was kind of sad. The first time I ever went was um, with my now wife, but we weren't even dating at the time. We were just friends and we sat down at a table and we're eating and everything. And I'm sitting there for a while and I start looking around. She's like, what's going on? I was like, I think this is the table. (laughs) She was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I think this is the table that they sit at. Nice. I'm pretty sure we're really like, she was like, no, it's, it's one table over. And I was like, like like just had to go ruin my moment where like so did i last end of break did i crash your second date there oh you guys actually had a first date you were with us it wasn't a crash of the date you were it was planned for you to be there anyway so um i i can't remember if i've been there three times or if it was only twice but yeah um a lot of fun it's a cute little restaurant i highly recommend it their hot chocolate or their frozen hot chocolate's amazing um plan on going there if i ever get the chance to go back to new york city or uh, i think there's one in las vegas are you gonna order the 500 dollars dessert the next time you go oh no 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 No? unless i have 50 of my closest friends no um and then you know we talked about um we talked about die hard being a whole lot of people's favorite tombstone scream i mean scream came out at the right time for me where like in all honesty, it's not the best horror movie. I still think that Halloween's probably the best horror movie of all time for me. But as far as just like me personally, I think Scream is so much more fun and entertaining. Um, it goes from being a slasher flick to being comedy and back and forth quite nicely. Um, 
and it definitely fit the like me as a person growing up uh especially when it came out and me being in high school at the time and and just and following uh you know and it takes place in high school not that the other ones don't but um it's probably just the nostalgia factor for me so um, um the avengers definitely like we talked about first big movie to ever do what it did and and you know there's two movies on this list that are both by joss whedon no big surprise there for somebody who knows me sure um he doesn't always do the best work but he but i thought like his ensemble for the Avengers worked so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the ensemble work that he did do with Firefly and Buffy and Angel. And it like he always built a really good universe that felt li- like real and lived sure. in whenever you were in one of his television shows or watching his television shows. So and then Aliens, the director's cut. I picked the director's cut because I think it if you're ever going to watch the movie, you've never seen it. I would show you Aliens from hands down, no question. Uh, it's shorter, it's faster, and it punches really quick, and it's really cool. Um, Aliens director's cut, if you like Aliens, then you go back and watch the director's cut because it adds a lot more layers to a, almost all aspects of that film. And like, there's some really cool stuff that they had to cut out to get in the theatrical release. Sure. Um, I will I will say this about the director's cut. I'd say a year or two ago, I watched it with Brandon Yotter because uh, he was watching all the director's cuts. And uh, the director's cut still went by pretty quick for me, even with how long it is. Like I, It's one of those few movies that I think the director's cut might move faster than the original. Yeah. But I I can see where it, when it slows down, it, it really slows down. Yeah. Um. So, um, but I, yeah, if, if you were just interested in aliens and never seen it before, I would definitely just say watch the theatrical cut. And if you like it by any stretch, and uh, if you would give it a six or higher on a 10 scale, then I would say definitely watch the director's cut because it's just got so much more meat on the bones. It's so sure. much better. So. All right. Well, uh, so my list will be absolutely no surprise to you. Uh, anybody who has made it this far and knows me remotely will not be surprised by any of the movies on this list. Uh, but my list starts with Inception, uh, Back to the Future, St. Almost Fire, Chasing Amy, Scream, Love Actually, Field of Dreams, Jurassic Park, L.A. Confidential, and The Way Way Back. Do you have any comments about any of my top ten movies? Um, I never understand your love for St. Elmo's Fire. While I understand it's a Brat Pack movie, I personally love The Breakfast Club way more than that one. Well, sure, uh, but The Breakfast Club takes place in high school. They at least are old enough to drink in St. Elmo's Fire. And I appreciate yeah, the fact Elmo's, You like St. Elmo's Fire before you could drink legally. Like... St. Elmo's Fire is about a group of friends and the things that cause them to not be friends and how they have to get over those things. They're, 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 I'm not in any way saying that The Breakfast Club is not a great movie, but as far as, no, the, yeah. as far as the Brat Pack movies go, I feel like there is a lot more character development and depth in the characters of St. Elmo's Fire than there is in the character... Like, like... Breakfast Club is fun, and there's a lot of there's a great soundtrack. There's a lot of fun scenes. Um, there's there's a lot to love about the Breakfast Club, 
But like as far as actually emotionally connecting with characters and feeling like you're actually getting a, a story and a plot of somebody's life, like St. Elmo's Fire has people that I find relatable who make who most of them make stupid decisions throughout the course of the movie and then have to deal with the repercussions of their stupid choices. But every time they're at their lowest, one of their friends finds a way to be there for them. And that's an important that's an important part of my life is always knowing that I have friends that I can go to and fall back on when I because we'll be honest right now in my youth I did a lot of really 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 stupid shit and I had to find people to to support me and be like yeah Shane you screwed up bad but but we're gonna help you through it so like I just think I think the characters in St. Elmo's Fire are have so much more depth than just the the five characters in the Breakfast Club and again, not saying I have anything against The Breakfast Club. I love it. But as far as the John Hughes movies go, like, uh, that that's mine. Love Actually, you know my only complaint with that movie? And it becomes more and more apparent, maybe just because of the fact that I'm like, I've noticed it, and it really annoys me. The fact so that he lands in Milwaukee I'm... and he orders a Budweiser? I know, that's the dumbest thing in any movie I have ever seen. You don't go to Milwaukee, the heart of Miller, and order a Budweiser. Like, whoever wrote that script, like, Curtis, Richard Curtis obviously did not do his, his homework. Like, I understand that that's very frustrating. No, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, porno doubles, man. Like, what? They're, they're seeing sequences make no sense to me whatsoever here's here's why their sequences make sense those are two people who are on a porn set who have to be completely naked in front of each other and have no problems bearing their physical skin to each other but when they go on their first date it's so awkward because they don't know how to emotionally open up to each other they've already seen each other naked they've already physically exposed themselves to each other there is no mystery or secret as far as that goes but their first date is so awkward because they don't know how to emotionally open up to each other that's thank the, you dr shane that's the explanation <laughs> of that character's story arc in the film no but it doesn't make sense if you watch at it, the chronological order of things makes no sense with that with that, with that sequence. Everybody else is over the course of like what a week or three days. No, the whole movie takes place over five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's a five week period that the movie takes place over. So it starts it starts the week before Thanksgiving and then it goes until Christmas Eve. Okay. So, so you've got all that time frame, and it literally feels like their entire sequence is supposed to happen in like one or two days. Like that's the way it feels to me every time I watch it, and it just doesn't feel. It it feels very jerking. It takes. It feels like it takes me out of my enjoyment of that film, and I don't know why. Like, and it might just be me overanalyzing that situation, but like for some reason that just always sticks in my head, and every time I see it, it annoys the heck out of me. But overall, love the movie. Oh, yeah. Literally top five uh, romantic comedy of all time for me. Easy. So, Field of Dreams, we've talked about that yeah. so many times. Like, yeah. we don't need to. Jurassic Park, same thing. The yeah. Way, Way Back is literally one of those movies that I am so happy that you exposed me to. Yeah, that, Dude, that you, movie's fantastic. That, I think it was you and my brother Mike who both said that I, you should see this movie. 
And the funny thing about that movie is there are so many people I have told to watch it. And then when I followed up with them later, I'm like, hey, so did you watch The Way, Way Back? And I've had at least three people tell me, I watched the first 20 minutes and I hated it. So I turned it off. And I went, oh, my God, no, you have to like, you have to keep watching it. And they're like, no, Steve Carell isn't funny in the movie. He's a jerk to the kid. Like, the, I don't like the kid at all. Like, I, I had to turn it off. I just didn't enjoy watching the movie. And I said, ver- pe- go ahead. I was going to say their aversion to that is pretty much my aversion to Bridesmaids. I couldn't get past <laughs> the first 20 minutes of Bridesmaids because I thought that movie, there's not a single likable character. Uh, what's her face? Stink face woman. Who, who's the main lady? Kristen Wiig. Yeah, dude, I, I can't stand her as an actress. <laughs> she is one of those people that like, especially when she's like being like that whole first 20 minutes where she's just like, mm, my life sucks. Like, there's, there's a reason like, why Bridesmaids is not on my top 10 list. Oh, dude, like I, I, I was <laughs> depressed watching that movie. Like, sure. Like Letha and I both agreed to watch that movie together, and then we both agreed to turn it off after 20 minutes. Nice. I was pumped to watch that movie, man. I just oh, that movie was so bad. But yeah, but yes, the way way back. Once you get to Sam Rockwell's character and you get to the water park part of the movie, like there is no way anybody cannot like like. There's no going back. There is like, like the first like, 20 minutes so are to show you how terrible this kid's life is. How shitty of a stepdad, like, it's not even his stepdad, his mom's boyfriend, how terrible he is to him. And then the the love and acceptance that he finds while working at the water park. Like This is a great coming of age story. It is, it is an amazing coming of age story. Like him going from the quiet, shy, like, abused kid that he is to becoming Pop and Lock, the employee of the month, like, is is a is a great character, like, story. Uh, so I yeah, love that. I, and I love LA Confidential. It was one that, that when I wrote my top 15 movies out, I just, I couldn't justify taking it off my list because I think it's beautiful. It's old Hollywood. It's, it's the fifties. It's, uh, three different cops who are trying to accomplish the same thing in three different ways. Uh, I feel like it's got a, a good twist at the end. Not everybody, not everybody survives. Um, I, I really enjoy that. And then, like I said earlier in the show, Chasing Amy is on here because it is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. It's my favorite love story. Um, and then Inception, the it is the best Kevin Smith movie. And Inception, I literally think, is a, a perfect film. Um, every time I turn it on, I cannot turn it off until it's over. And it's because I literally think it's perfect in all four depths of dreaming that it goes. I, I was just, I just read an article about that the other day that, that you know, it was Michael Caine talking about his character in it. And nice. so it was, uh, especially the ending. And I yep. was like, Ooh. which is <laughs> like, funny that that's ever been a debate with people. I, I understand that it's supposed to be a debate, but what Michael Caine said is what I have always assumed was, was the, the truth to the ending. So I, yeah, I, was happy it, it, yeah. I, I agree with, or let me rephrase that. I thought what he said. Yep. And then he confirmed what I thought. And it's one of those moments where like, you can definitely see why it's debatable. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's probably, I mean, he he left it that way on purpose and he probably left it that way on purpose so that everybody will. um, Come to uh, their own conclusion. 
yeah, come to their own conclusion and see if that's something that they like or not. Yeah. So definitely uh, agree. Well, uh, we've talked about my list enough. Let's go to our final tallies here. And this will we'll just run through them really quick since we've been talking about all these movies for an hour now. Uh, we had a seven way tie for <laughs> fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. And I had to extend it to 11th place because all seven of these movies got four votes apiece. Uh, they were on four different people's lists. Uh, that is The Avengers, Back to the Future, The Blues Brothers, Die Hard, The Matrix, Scream, and uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Kind of disappointed that Back to the Future and Scream only got four total votes, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving on to numbers two, three, and four, we had a three-way tie for second, third, and fourth place. All of these movies uh, got six votes each. Those are The Dark Knight, Pulp Fiction, and The Shawshank Redemption, all movies that I feel are, are fine where they are at in two through four. And then uh, our grand total winner, who showed up on seven lists out of 28, so 25% of the people who replied, 25% of the people who answered, what is your top 10 movies? They picked Goodfellas to be our number one all-time winner of this uh poll or questionnaire or whatever it is so what's up any, any last thoughts uh before we wrap this up i, I, I understand i like goodfellas it's a good movie it's a good I movie i would never ever think about putting it as my number one movie of all time never even not even in my top 10 obviously but it it's just i don't know it it Maybe it's everybody's lore of like um, Scorsese or mm -hmm. what, man. Like it's just like everybody loves them some Scorsese, and it's well. And I, feel I like personally think I personally think that The Departed is better than Goodfellas. Like out of his movies, I, so. I, I feel like because a lot of a lot of us that answer this are around the same age. I feel like uh, most people. This was eighty-seven, right? Uh, sounds right. I think you're right about that uh mid to late 80s um but no, we, we didn't we didn't live through the godfather so like i feel like goodfellas was more of like the our generation's godfather um 90 oh 90 okay wow so yeah so i feel like that one was more time appropriate for for a lot of us that it's in the vein of the Godfather, but it's it's more modern, like more actors that we know. I mean, obviously, most a, a lot of us know a lot of the Godfather actors and whatnot. But I mean, you know, this was De Niro at his height, Joe Pesci at his height, Ray Liotta was you know doing a bunch of movies in the early '90s, so didn't do much afterwards. No, he didn't. But he was in I No just, Escape. I, I don't know what it. Um... I don't know. Like, I feel like Goodfellas and even watching um, what was the Irishman? Like, okay. it's it, like the Irishman, Goodfellas, and Casino are all kind of shot the exact same way and have the very same feel to me. Sure. So it's just like, I don't know. After after so many hours of it, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Scorsese again. Whereas I feel like he at least he had. He has different tones with his different movies most of the time. So the three of those feel very similar. Whereas like, I feel like the departed feels different. Hugo is obviously different as sure. far as feel goes. Um, but in, you know, 
but I'm not a huge Scorsese fan compared to some people I know. So. Yep. Uh, so awesome. Uh, that was a great episode 10. We talked about 28 different lists, talked about a lot of great movies. Uh, our next episode is going to be with uh, Jason and I's friend, Evan. Evan is coming back to talk about, uh, I'm calling it the Scream Effect. Uh, we're going to look at the movies that came after Scream. Uh, so basically like horror slasher type flicks uh, post-1996. Kind of trying to see what Scream influenced on those. Uh, all the WB actors that ended up on various horror slasher films. All the um, Kevin Williamson movies. All the Kevin Williamson movies that he wrote, like trying to redo Scream. Uh, so we're going to kind of take a look at those. Uh, Evan's a big horror fan, so we're going to kind of open it up to him to talk a lot about uh, his love of some of these movies. Uh, this whole idea came out of uh, uh, Evan and I talking about how we both love Urban Legend a lot. So we'll probably have some good uh, Urban Legend talk because it's it's a fantastic film. Um, <laughs> Um, and then also next week, we, uh, Jason and I are going to be, uh, doing a recording with, uh, a lot of the original members of our group that made our first horror film with us, which was called Consternate, uh, started in 99. We did all of our filming 20 years ago in 2000. Uh, this fall, we're hoping to do a 20th anniversary screening of the movie. If, if movie theaters are open and if we can pull it off at this point, um, it's a big maybe, but we, uh. We're going to get us and seven other uh, people who worked on the movie, some actors, some behind the scenes people, some some of our friends that helped make it happen. And we're just going to talk for an hour or two about uh, how it's been 20 years since we all made that first movie together. Uh, and then uh, some other potential episodes are, are being talked about. Uh, we might do an entire Ben Affleck episode because I have a unhealthy love for Ben Affleck. Uh, and, and, and he's from Boston. So you do too. Um, we've, uh, we've also talked about, uh, doing a golden raspberries episode. Um, I, uh, I wish time-wise it was closer to when the golden raspberries were actually going to be handed out because I would love to do an episode that's like time coherent with that. But that's, that's an idea that we've been throwing around or uh, in the same vein, um, trying to get people on who have, um, a guilty pleasure movie, a movie that they know is absolutely terrible, uh, but that they just can't not love. Or that might be one that I open up to the to the uh, Chain Talks group on Facebook also and get a bunch of people's answers, and then we can just discuss their answers. Joe Dirt, baby. Joe Dirt. So bad. I just watched it. I watched it again the uh, like two, three days ago, man. I Sister, Dennis Miller's great in that movie. Like that, it's so it's so not great. (laughs) That um, you got Grandma's Boy. That's a great movie. uh, That can't be any. There's nothing wrong with that movie. (laughs) That's my boy. Uh, I think I think what we should do is when we when we open this up, uh, it has to have a less than nine percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes for us to. To for it to be allowed to be in the conversation, understood. Yeah, I'm, so we'll, uh, I'm willing to do my research and homework. <laughs> on that. So we'll look so. into that. Uh, so all right, uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, 28 of you were awesome enough to give me your top 10 list so that we could talk about it. I really appreciate that. It was a blast. Uh, and yeah, so we got a couple of things coming in the works. And thank you for listening. <laughs>